Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Gallery. This is your host, Claudio Sorio. I have been on a bit of a hiatus, but I am back. And this is our Halloween-themed episode, and I'm so excited to have today's guest join me. She's an incredible friend of mine. She's an amazing musician. She's so talented. She's beautiful. She can do it all. Lauren Massa of Velveteen Echo. Hi, Lauren. Hey, thanks for having me. Yay! So we're actually recording this episode in the dark. Super creepy. This is a Halloween episode, so we wanted to get in the mood, so we're recording it in the dark. We literally turned off all the lights. (laughs) We're not sitting completely in the dark, though. There's a little bit of window light streaming in, but it's it's nice. I like it. It's cozy, right? It's very cozy. It's very cozy. We're going for a cozy, spooky feel. Uh, we will be sharing some ghost stories later uh, in the episode, but thank you so much for being here. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I know you have. I'm a I know you big have. fan. No, I'm a big fan. Shut up. I'm a big fan of you. <laughs> Uh, I've been following your music for, I, I guess, over a year now, right? I think the first time I saw you perform was at Continental Club. Aww. Yeah. That was about a year ago. That was about a year ago. Because I have photos from that night. <laughs> and I photographed you. And it was right when I was starting. So I, I take photographs as a hobby. I don't really do it professionally. But I do love to do them. And I do love to do them for my friends. And you were just up there. You were so phenomenal that night. And I took video too. And I was going through, I have a, my old MacBook is where I have everything saved. And I was going through footage and I was like, oh my God, that's baby Lauren. (laughs) And you did, you like, you look, like you looked, you looked great. You looked phenomenal. But the growth since then, watching in your shows now, it's incredible. I'm going to have to share this footage with you because I want you to see I yourself. I to see it, yeah. Yeah, you've grown so much as an artist. Your band has also evolved with you. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your music journey and how you got started? Definitely, yeah. I just remember, if you go way back to the beginning, I remember being in high school and um, my girlfriends were like learning to play guitar and playing at like school talent shows and stuff and I was like so jealous I was like gosh that they look so cool I want to learn how to do something like that and this was in high school this was yeah I believe this was in high school so I was like 14 ish okay well I am 29 and that's me now (laughs) with all of you really (laughs) talented musicians I'm so jealous, but I'm also so happy to see you guys just thrive and perform and be these badass performers. It's so awesome to see. Thank you. Thank you. I just remember being so impressed. Um, And I was, and I don't know how to read music and translate it like to a guitar. So I did a little research and I found this uh, book of tabbed chords. And it basically, it's a bunch of dots and they tell you where to put your fingers to make chords. And, oh. uh, and I looked up, um, <laughs> like at the time I was like, what's like the, the most like rocky band I could think of? And I was like, oh, Green Day, of course. <laughs> of course. it was like, it was of like, oh, four, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I looked up Good Riddance and I learned how to play Good Riddance on the acoustic oh, guitar. That was my first song. Yeah. I taught myself. Really? Yeah. So and I just used that um, book of tabs. So that it felt so good, it, like almost 
I don't know. I, I didn't have anyone telling me how to strum or anything. I just kind of figured it out. And I've never felt that way about anything before. Like, able to... Um, like, it was... You were meant to hold it. It felt very natural to you. It did, yeah. yeah. I can, it felt really good. I can see that when you perform. Which is why I'm very surprised that you don't know how to read music. <laughs> that is insane to me. But you know what? You're not the first person who's ever told me that. I have... I do know some friends who do not know how to read music. I don't know anyone actively playing right now who doesn't know how to read music. This was back in high school when we were all just kind of learning. So this fascinates me. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Basically, over the years, um, I just noodle around on my own in my room when I'm by myself and write songs. It's just um, a real comfort like emotion, and a great emotional outlet for me. So... Um, that's mostly been my connection to music, but um, over the years, like once in a while, I'll get up the courage and I would go to an open mic and play my songs. Um, but when I moved back to Houston in like, I don't know, 2012 and started meeting folks and going to shows again, um, that's when I started getting really interested in maybe doing a band for the first time. I met... Chris Corey of, um, he used to be in El Lago. Mm -hmm. um, he was a big fan of my music and was a big fan of like helping people. And he helped me record and kind of get some demos laid down. And we were having so much fun that we we're like, why don't we actually like play out together as a band? So I don't know if you remember this, but about, I don't know, over a year ago, I played a uh, Natsuo with Chris. It was just us, a duo. So, um, it was me on guitar, and he played keys, and basically drum machine, and it was super fun. So was it your plan to be a solo artist in the beginning, or you wanted to be a band, and you were trying to look for the right people to join you? I, I think in my heart of hearts, I always wanted to make it like a fleshed out band kind of sound. I didn't know how I was going to get there at all, but um, at first I was just happy just of the idea of playing out by myself. Once Chris started helping me flesh it out in a band form and I could hear it that way, I was like, oh, sh this is so cool. This is like, <laughs> I want to pursue this. And you're such a great front woman too. I want to say that you are one of the strongest front women that I have seen in a while. And I've seen a lot of bands play and everybody is so super talented. But there's something about you <laughs> that when you're up there, it's just such an incredible experience to watch you perform and to watch your band members watch you perform. It's such a cool <laughs> thing. It's such a cool thing that this is why I keep going to your shows and this is why we're friends. So we kind of cross paths at shows and your sister introduced us and I started going to your shows and just seeing your evolution from the very beginning to where you are now has just been a really fascinating experience. Do you think at all about your public image, how you come across? Because you have a lot of fans. You have a lot of you have a lot of young fans, which I noticed at your last show. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, I feel pretty clueless about how to <laughs> publicize the band. It's something I like. I love playing out, and I would love to see it be self-sustaining and something I could do full-time that would be so amazing but um I think about that a lot um 
how we're perceived because we don't seem married to one genre. Mm-mm. And um, and I know everyone in the band loves listening to all genres. We're, we take influences from all different places. I love... Um, like rap, I love rap music. I love listening to Kendrick Lamar, um, but I'm like really into bedroom pop, and I like I'm obsessed with Beach House. So it's just really interesting. But um, I noticed that too that some of our fans are young on the younger side, and um, I guess that's exciting that we can draw a younger audience and connect with people. So what does that feel like to know that you are probably one of the first indie bands that a lot of these kids are discovering? Do you remember the first indie band that you came across? I think, uh, luckily, I had some friends in high school that were way cooler than me (laughs) and could introduce me to to good music. But um, (laughs) I remember um, getting into Broken Social Scene when I was like 15-ish and being really amazed. I think one of, I don't know if you, you might not know this about me, but I had a pretty like conservative religious upbringing. So we didn't really listen to secular music um, pretty much at all. Um, my first, I think my one of my first encounters with secular music was when I was in high school, this neighborhood kid gave me a copy of that album Yellow by Coldplay. <laughs> and he gave it to me because he thought I was slow and boring, and yeah. I like ate it up. I like well that that song is one of my songs that I was always like, oh, they're gonna play this at my prom. That's from the oh, album. No, it's parachutes. parachutes. I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah, say, I said it wrong. It's parachutes. Yeah, no, it's parachutes. But yellow is the single off of there that I was like, oh my god, they're gonna play this at my prom, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> It's one of those songs that I just always fantasized about. But yeah, Coldplay back in the day is what I thought. I was like, oh yeah, this is this is great. I mean, guys, this is my dirty little secret. Don't tell anyone. It's like <laughs> Cold- <laughs> old school Coldplay is my guilty pleasure. But no, it's mine too. I'm sorry, okay? No, it's mine too. I still <laughs> listen to Don't it. Don't tell it. You got to cut this all out. No, podcast. I'm leaving this in. You know why? Because <laughs> I was listening knows. I was listening to Shoegaze Radio the other day on Pandora. Okay. And a, a couple of Parachute singles came on. I was like, shh. Shut the front door. This is not shoegaze music. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I didn't yeah. thumb it down and I didn't skip it. I See? kept it up because it's still It holds, man. It holds. Shoots out and holds. <laughs> it holds up. It holds up. And if you've got a problem with that, whoever's listening, <laughs> you can send me an email at the gallery podcast at gmail.com. Email me your thoughts. If you disagree. If you disagree, I don't care. Honestly, I don't. That's a great album. Oh, yeah. It does stand the test of time, I think. Do you ever think about that with your music, about standing the test of time? What is your music going to sound like in 20 years to people that are listening to it? Yeah, there's some stuff that people love. It just doesn't age well. And I want to have fun with the music, but I don't want it to be so niche that it's annoying. So where do you want to go next because you started out kind of solo and then it turned into a duo and now you have this full-fledged band. What is next for you? We're definitely learning as we go about how you draw more listeners and promote interest. My goal this year is to play other cities as much as possible and generate interest in other towns. So um, so you want to go on tour? 
we want to go on tour or even just play play one night in Austin, play one night in Denton, even if it's not all connected in a tour form, just kind of get adventurous and play new places. So you recently released your EP and that was such a fun party. That's such a great time mm-hmm. that night. And it was so well received. Did you anticipate that reception oh from everybody? Gosh. Oh, no, I didn't. I was kind of having an existential crisis before the show. I was just terrified that like 12 people would show up. And um, I was really, really nervous about it. The turnout was great. Yeah. We had almost, I want to say, 150 people came. Yeah. When we did the final count. And everyone's response was so great. Everyone was like clapping and yelling. And I, we, I just felt, I, I feel really supported. Did you ever expect this level of support being as new as you are to this scene? Because there have been some stories of people not being as supportive of younger bands or as nurturing but you seem to have had a really good experience. Did you ever expect that? Or did you expect anything differently at any point? Yeah, I'm really pleasantly surprised about the opportunities we've had, like playing in Bloom. Um, That was a huge festival to be invited to for being such a young band, Um, like being embraced by like David Garrick and, um, you know, having articles about us in like the Houston press and stuff. Um, It was really surprising, but, we're, I think we're having such a fun time that it's just fun to watch. I think when people see you're having fun, they want to be like a part of it too. I think, um, but part of it is just getting so much freaking help, man. Getting help from other people in the scene, giving us tips on where to play and who to ask to play with. And we're just getting so much help. My sister um, helped us make a music video. She's a director, a local director, and um, Kristen Massa, who is phenomenal and we love. That music video helped give us uh, an explosion of exposure. It did. It catapulted you to where you are now, I feel. It was. It made such a huge splash mm-hmm. because I remember watching that music video and then I was at a show and somebody was talking about a music video and they were like, oh yeah, there was this music video that I saw on Facebook <laughs> and somebody shared it and it ended up being yours because I saw That's him. Crazy. I saw this kid. I don't know who this kid is maybe by some chance he's listening to this podcast. I doubt it, but if he were, I saw you. I saw you pull up this music video and show it to his friend. Um, me and my sister talk about this sometimes, how crazy it is, how many re- views that video racked up. Like, it's up to thousands of views now, and it was t- a totally DIY thing. Yeah. We just, Kristen wrote the concept, and we filmed it in our guitarist Jake's house, and... We had our friends doing camera work and editing, and um, it's just so weird that people were sharing it and like showing their friends. And people are just so visual. It's hard to believe in a band when you can't see like the whole concept all together, yeah. the music all together, or uh, or a music video to present it in an entertaining way. And I, it really helped. I think people kind of put it together and and believe in us. I think so. It was such a dynamic idea, and it played very well with kind of the quirkiness of you and your band. So if you guys haven't seen the music video yet, it 
one of the main stars of the music video is a naked mannequin. <laughs> yeah. A murderous um, man, possibly murderous. I don't know. It's kind of like a, it's like a love hate. Relationship. It's kind of a cliffhanger music video. Right? Yeah, it is. I guess it is. All I can say is be prepared for some weirdness. That's great. Go watch it. It's for the single "Do You." Do right? you? Yeah. Yeah. So go look it up on YouTube. Do you Velveteen Echo? If you're curious about what we're talking about. So let's talk a little bit more about your music specifically and how you conceptualize these songs. What is your process for writing and for, because you say you you can't even read music. Do you kind of like hear a tune in your head or how does that work? So I'm kind of a lazy songwriter. So (laughs) I'll like go on a walk. I used to walk around my apartment complex and it was kind of, (laughs) like an ugly kind of grim suburban kind of atmosphere and I'd feel really down about it and so I'd go walk around my apartment complex and I'd think about lyrics that um, express how I'm feeling and I'd write them down on my phone and then I later maybe that night I'd go to my guitar and just noodle around until I heard something interesting come out so basically a lot of times uh, the words will come first and then I'll just marry it to some music that I think of on my guitar. And then I take it to band practice and I'm like, okay, I wrote a song, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and and luckily everyone in my band is so talented. Like it they just pick it up. When we yeah, they just pick it up. When we get when we all get together, everyone everyone writes their own parts. So oh. I'm getting a lot of help from everyone. But I, I write the melodies, I write the chord progressions okay. and and we all as a band we synthesize it everybody contributes though yeah everyone contributes yeah i like that okay so i'm it's great and the in the end uh product is way more than i could do by myself just way uh, way more amazing (laughs) well they're all phenomenally written and they're so catchy too and i can already envision listening to the ep i can envision music videos already (laughs) because i feel like the music that you write is so impactful and it really is that feeling that I get whenever I discover this like band that I just absolutely love and you just want more. So is there more coming up? I know your EP just came out. Mm-hmm. It was just released. But do you have more songs that you're currently working on? We do. I think at least once a week we're coming up with ideas that we're trying to flesh out during band practice. So it's exciting. Uh, we're starting to write more songs together like while we're at practice together, which is fun. So we're hoping um, to release something soon, very soon, within the coming year. Being a female-led band, have there been any unpleasant experiences that you've encountered along the way? What is the most unpleasant thing that's happened to you? Luckily, I haven't had any like really dangerous encounters. Uh, um, I've had some. I've had experienced some shade from some local ladies that are um, in the music scene, which is really unfortunate. For the most part, everyone's been really supportive and really nice. So we've talked at length about you and the band and how at this point everybody's contributed, especially when you're writing a song. What are their influences in music? We all love good music and different genres. Like me personally, I'm really... um, inspired by like Julie Cruz 
like really dark tones, um, kind of like Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. <laughs> the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jake is Jake Villarreal, our um, guitarist, is really informed by that. His guitar tones. Um, I know I'm really inspired by Beach House and the moodiness and the dreaminess. Um, our drummer Travis really loves broadcast. I think we all really love broadcast a lot. Um, Tender Buttons, that album is awesome. I think Jake has a, a lot better taste in music than I probably do, but you should have him on the podcast. <laughs> next. I- I've tried. I've brought it up several times, and he was like, eh, I'll do it if you really want me to. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, He's so shy. He's never like, going to come. Yes. Yes, I would love you to. <laughs> and I even... I even So I put together these little videos uh, to promote whatever episode I'm about to put out, and I actually already have footage of Jake. Aww. <laughs> I have a video ready to go. So Jake, if you're listening, please come on the show. Please, please Jake. Do me a solid. Come on. Jake, we love you. People want to hear from Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody loves Velveteen Echo. And I'm really happy to see you guys just thrive on the scene. Because it's hard. It's tough being yeah. a, a young band and booking shows. What has that experience been like? Have you been able to book shows easily or do you get asked a lot? We get asked a lot so far. Nice. Okay. Um, man, we're so, we're so lucky that people in the scene are so supportive and are inviting us on bills. And we're figuring out <laughs> for the first time like what it's like setting up a tour. And it's a lot of freaking work. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a ton of but work. It's exciting for sure. All right, seeing as this is our Halloween-themed episode, would you like to share a scary story or a scary encounter that has happened to you at some point in your life? So my best friend, Dolly, when we were in, I don't know, fourth grade, she lived next door to this abandoned house that was super spooky, and we loved playing um, in the backyard and like looking at the empty pool and like snooping around because we were convinced it was haunted. And one day we were hanging out and noodling around and my friend screamed and we all ran and she was like, oh my God, guys, I saw a headless ghost like hanging from the ceiling fan, like hangman style. And it was terrifying, dude. Scary stuff. Did you see it or it was only your friend? It was just my friend, but that was some spooky stuff. Do you have a favorite scary movie? Do you watch scary movies at all? I like scary movies a lot. What's your favorite? I really like... Okay, what's that one where... (laughs) It's about the mom who's... Oh, she reads the kid a book and then... The Babadook? I like that one. Is that the one, though? the Babadook. It's the Babadook. I like that one a lot. I like... um, What was the recent one with, like... Hereditary? Yeah, oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, it's you fine. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> okay, so Hereditary really has like that ruined so many lives. <laughs> and, I'm, so I've heard. and I'm so excited to watch it. This is how messed up I am. The more people tell me it's messed them up, the more excited I get about watching it. Have <laughs> like, you seen The Witch or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen The Witch. Is it comparable? Is that what it is? Um, this isn't a period... Hereditary isn't a period piece, but it's really good. 
Oh, um, I can't wait. If I had to rank it, I'd say Hereditary is my favorite so far. <gasps> oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I don't know what is wrong with me. I haven't gotten around to watching this film at all, and so many of my friends have watched it, but I think it's because they keep saying, don't watch it. <laughs> don't watch it. It's going to mess you up. But I love that just sort of thing. Just close your eyes on the really, really messed up part. Just close your eyes. Girl, no. I'm keeping them open the whole way. Like, sometimes listening is enough. You can imagine. I want to be terrified the whole... I want all my senses to be... <laughs> I want to be horrified. I, I'll be honest. Like, 20% of the, that movie, I had my eyes closed. It was so scary. Good. <laughs> Good. I can't wait. All right. So I guess I'll share my scary story. So we recently got back from my bachelorette trip in New Orleans. And you were with me. Yep. So I'm not I'm not going to give any details from that night, but it happened when I was in the shower. We came back. We had us a crazy night and you guys were so tired and you just passed out. And I was like, well, I need to shower. I'm one of those people that I have to shower before I go to bed. So we were we stayed in this uh, old restored mansion in the French Quarter. And we knew, we were like, this place has to be haunted, right? Like, it's, it was so old. And it had these, like, French doors leading into the bathroom. And it was a tub that we had to climb into <laughs> to shower. It was old school, yeah. It was very old school. And so everybody's, like, passed out. It's 2 in the morning at this point. And I was like, well, nobody's going to use the restroom. Everybody's passed out, so I'm just going to, like, shower real quick. So I climbed into the shower and it was like open. There's only like a glass panel to keep the water from splashing out, but it was like wide open. So I'm like, okay, well, I hope nobody has to use the restroom because I'm bathing in here. And I was there and I was shampooing my hair and I had some like suds in my face and I had just rinsed them off and I saw somebody walk by. Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I saw somebody walk by. <laughs> Lauren's shaking her head no. And I'm like, no, it, it happened. And you know what? I didn't tell you guys that when we were there because I was like, there's no <laughs> there's no reason to creep you guys out. Yeah. Because it, at first I was mad. My initial reaction was I was kind of pissed because I was like, seriously, you guys couldn't wait till I was done taking a shower no, and use a restroom. <laughs> I was kind of pissed. So I was like, okay. So I like rinsed because the toilet was around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I around thought, yeah, around the wall. And I was like, okay, well, somebody's, like, peeing or whatever. So I, like, quickly rinsed off, and I was drying myself. And I was about to just, like, stick my head around the corner and be like, thanks for the privacy. And there was nobody there. And then I realized, I was like, these French doors make a lot of noise when you open them. I was like, I would have heard something. Of course. But I'm not crazy. I swear to you, I saw somebody. Somebody walked by me. That is a 19th century building. Right, right. So I was like okay, maybe I'm just really tired <laughs> because we had been drinking a lot that night, yeah. right? So I was like, maybe we were just exhausted. Okay. So I dar- my, my story isn't finished yet, y'all, just in case you thought that was the end. It wasn't. So I was drying myself off. I got into my pajamas. I got into bed. I shared a bed with my friend Megan, and you and your sister shared a bed, and then my best friend Caitlin was over on the day bed. It was like a little trundle bed. And I, like, got into the covers, and it was kind of chilly. I remember it being weirdly cold, even though it was, like, really warm that day. Mm. And I was like, there's no no way it's that cold in here. And I thought, well, maybe we, like, really, we put up that AC, like, full blast, because we were so hot. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really humid in there. We had one of those dehumidifiers. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, but the air just felt different. It felt different. So I got into bed and I'm like dozing off. And then I feel fingers on my leg. And I got annoyed again because I thought it was Megan. (laughs) I looked over at her. It was kind of like if you have a cat, it's kind of like when your cat gets on your legs and they start kind of like kneading at your legs, like with their little paws. Yeah. Uh, Like my friend Sam calls them, biscuits, little biscuits on your legs. And that's what I thought it was. And I was like, is there a freaking cat? Or I thought maybe also it was Megan's feet. But I looked over. We were in a king-sized bed. And she was way on the other side. California King. Yeah, it was a California King. She was way on the other side. And her feet were (laughs) were on that side. And I I got up. And then I just like saw. And I thought maybe you guys were playing a prank on me. So I looked over. But you and Kristen were just like out. And then I could see Caitlin over by the window. Way across the room. And I said, okay, well, now there's a ghost for sure. I have confirmed it. And then you told us this later, but you said that the TV came on during the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. I think it was the ghost. <laughs> I think the ghost wanted to watch some TV. So that wasn't totally a ghost kitty, right? I Oh, is that? Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a ghost cat? For yeah. sure. Okay. I'm okay with that. As long as it wasn't like... A 47-year-old man or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm okay with a ghost cat. It was a 19th century kitty. Yeah. It was um, one of those European cats that came over. One of those oh, stowaways, yeah. I think. That was probably it. That was probably it. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and stick with that. But that's my ghost story. <laughs> but I've had, I've had several... Um, uh, different like weird things happen but that was the very first time that I actually felt something physically was on my legs and then seeing that sh- that thing whatever it was in the bathroom yeah that was a very very first time that I ever experienced something like that and it was weird it was crazy it's terrifying yeah so let's try to lighten the mood a little bit let's get back to you let's get back to Lauren so are there any major life changes that have taken place that have sort of helped in your journey as an artist? This past year, I actually um, had a major breakup and um, divorce, which is pretty crazy. I, did, I went through the whole name change thing, and it was just, like, freaking hard. Like, I don't know if you've ever been through a really bad breakup, but it's like you're grieving a death because someone you've been um, enmeshed with is no longer like in your life. And no matter what the circumstances are, it's really freaking tragic. And so I've kind of been spending the past six months to a year just like grieving the death of that major relationship. Music has definitely been a comfort uh, for me during that time. I feel like I'm starting to come through the other side of it and starting to feel like alive again and like happy to be alive again. So has music been kind of therapeutic for you in that aspect? Definitely. Yeah, definitely therapeutic, allowing me to kind of sift through my feelings and not feel so alone about it. Is that something that's been reflected in your music recently? Have you used that, what you've gone through in order to write music? Yeah, her newest song is actually about it about uh, my ex and just how we were walking in Montrose and 
kind of, I knew it was like the end. I knew it was probably one of the last times I would ever see him. And it just felt like I was watching my life like a movie. Like there were puddles on the ground and I was wearing flats and getting my feet wet. And, and it just felt, so the song is about that, about how he was like walking me around puddles and it was really sweet and really sad all at the same time and just a lot <laughs> to process. And so I like uh, writing songs about specifics like puddles and, and things. Um, I don't know, because sometimes when you're going through something so heavy, all you can process is like the most obvious thing that's happening. Like, oh, my feet are wet. Right, <laughs> or like, you know. Yeah, I love processing things that way. Or sometimes feelings are just sort of amplified. Emotions are sort of amplified in that moment. Yeah. And you sort of feel everything a lot more intensely. You're like, you start to notice things that you probably wouldn't have noticed before. Yeah. Especially because you knew that it was the end of something. Yeah, I would say that has informed my music the most, like the, especially the lyrics the past year or two. Thank you for sharing that very very personal experience. I know that that can't be easy, but sometimes out of that pain, we can use that and create this wonderful art that you've created, which is your music and your band, and it's really shown through. So I like to end all of my episodes asking my guests, what is inspiring you right this moment? It could be a book, it could be a film, it could be a song, an album, a poem. What is inspiring you right this moment, Lauren? As of, like a snapshot in time, time as of today, um, I'm reading several books. I'm reading The Book of Laughter and Forgetting by Kundera. It's like a kind of stream of consciousness, like communist era book um, that's really kind of whimsical and historical and inspiring. I'm reading Women Who Run With the Wolves. I'm trying to reread reread that one it's by Dr. Estes um just that one's about the wild woman archetype you've probably read it I have not actually no it's, but I have heard of it I strongly recommend reading that book when you remember the run with the wolves it's about re- yeah reclaiming your wild nature as a woman and I'm also reading this book I believe it's um geez Julio Cortez Oh, Julio Cortazar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, he's Argentine novelist, but he's an amazing poet. I like reading things that make me feel like off kilter and make me feel like reading sad things makes me really happy. So, <laughs> yeah. Musically, um, I've been listening to a lot of local music. Uh, I've been <laughs> cycling between Rosette and Pearl Crush, basically, like. For inspiration, um, I've been revisiting Kendrick Lamar because I really like um, that album Damn mm-hmm. so much. Um, but yeah, a lot of different things. A lot of different things inspiring you. And it's also really great to take inspiration from fellow females in the scene. Like you mentioned, Pearl Crush, who is a very dynamic figure in yeah. our scene. And it's incredible to see you guys up there just taking the scene by storm and being women who own it and you don't need a guy for anything and it's so great to see that even though you do have guys in your band 
but you are a female-fronted band. And that, I think, is so important for people to see in this community and for those really young kids who come out to your show. (laughs) Seeing them, it's like, oh, my God, they're seeing this woman, this badass woman in this band who's just making this really cool music. And they look up to you, and they're inspired by that. And hopefully that'll sort of inspire the next wave of musicians to sort of take over this scene. My hope is to see... A lot more women and a lot more girls start their own bands. So many of you are familiar with my giveaways. And for this episode, we are giving away a t-shirt and a tape, a Velveteen Echo t-shirt and a tape. So I'm going to ask a question. Whenever I post this episode, I will be asking a trivia question. And all you have to do is send the answer. It'll be about the show. I'm going to ask you to listen to the whole episode. You don't you're not gonna know at what point we're gonna talk about oh my gosh, what I'm gonna that's so sneaky. <laughs> they have to listen to the whole episode. Yeah. You gotta work for that shirt oh, yeah. and tape. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta listen to the whole thing. And then you'll have to email the gallery podcast at gmail.com if you wanna have a chance to get that free t shirt and cassette tape. Free stuff. Free stuff. And we might get it autographed by you, right? Can I get you to autograph that? That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Let's get you to autograph it. <laughs> let's sign it. Oh my gosh. You need to sign it. You, you, <laughs> you should stop right now. <laughs> I love it. I loved autograph stuff when I used to work at a radio station. And then when, when I had my internship with Sony Music, anytime I worked on any artist's tour, I had them sign everything. <laughs> it was it's like, fun. please sign the poster. Please sign the the album or whatever it was that they would give me a t-shirt I have like t-shirt signed Uh, I just think it's important because you never know who's gonna blow up and you're gonna want to have that little memory you're gonna want to have that little tidbit that's like you know what I followed them from the beginning and it's so exciting to watch uh, up-and-coming acts and I wouldn't really call you up-and-coming at this point you're you're pretty much established here in Houston so it's really great to see you guys thrive and succeed as a band and I'm so happy that you took the time to be here today. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for saying that. We're having a lot of fun, and we really appreciate the support, your support, and everyone in the community. Well, everybody loves you. You guys are darlings in the community, (laughs) (laughs) and we love you so much. So thank you again for being on the show. Again, I'm going to be asking a trivia question. If you guys want to go on iTunes, uh, rate, review, subscribe. I've gotten a lot of good feedback. I know I've been on a hiatus. It's been a little crazy. I'm about to get married, y'all, and I'm also going to be an interviewer at the Houston Cinema Arts Festival coming up November. In November, I think it's like the weekend of November 9th, the 10th and the 11th. I'll be there, and I'll be interviewing different artists. So if you guys want to come out and check out the festival, I'll be there. I'm so excited. I keep running into people who listen to the podcast which is really weird I'll run into people and they're like oh yeah I'm from the gallery and it's and it's it's celebrity I I wouldn't say that but it's nice that I am getting to talk to people different artists in the community and we get to talk about your art and Mm -hmm. and that's that's sort of what my listeners uh, my listenership is built on is your fans (laughs) because they want to hear more about you and so that's what I want to give the community is I want to give back they want to hear about their artists and that's what I want to provide so do you have any upcoming shows that you want to plug oh man Um, I'm really excited about our show coming up on November 4th that's a Sunday 
at White Oak Music Hall. We're getting to open for Haunted Summer and um, Avi Buffalo, which I'm a big fan of You're Bobby's music. very excited about that. I yeah. keep seeing that online. I'm like, Ooh, I'm sorry. I know. Good I'm show. spamming everybody right now, no, like posting care. about it because I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a good show. I'm excited for that one. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Bye. Bye from our very dark room. <laughs> Recording yeah, in the so dark. Spooky. Yeah. yeah. High five. Woo. Happy Halloween, y'all.